0: Welcome, everyone, to the Really Big Fan Podcast. I am your host, Chizuck. I am joined, as always, by my wife and uh, loyal co-host, Acronym. What's up? And uh, we are here to talk about everything going on in our own personal fandoms and talk to uh, one of our close personal friends about his fandom of professional wrestling. So that's what you get to look forward to in today's show. Um, we usually have to do a back and forth. Like it's kind of in the skeleton and I don't I don't really have a good back and forth. I think we already did it. ask you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) we we accidentally blown the the best part of the back and forth in the the end tag. So by the way, if you guys don't know what we mean by the end tag at the end of every episode only in the podcast, you're going to hear a random end tag. And it's always going to be something different every time. And it's always going to be somewhat topical, based on the stuff that we like to talk about and cover. So make sure that you're listening to the podcast at the very end, because we don't really post it too many other places. Yeah. So it's kind so
0: of so if you uh, don't if you don't listen to the audio podcast, you're missing out on a little little thing at the end. It's almost it's a mix of like a, a '90s band hidden track, but also like when you would watch Jackie Chan movies and they would put the outtakes at the end. Yes, that's, yes, that's essentially much like that what you get from us our outtakes. <laughs> So yeah, with nothing else to say, it's headline time. Everybody seems to be having a great time with the new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, except for uh, the people at the Brighton GameStop here in Michigan who all walked out on Tears of the Kingdom Day.
1: That is wild to me. And that was like national news
0: too. Yeah. Uh, they left a note on the front door saying, unfortunately, unfortunately due to poor working condition, the staff of the Brighton Games had decided to resign effective immediately. Management overworks, underpays and under- underappreciates its frontline workers, sets unrealistic expectations and constantly threatens termination for any employee that cannot exceed them. Uh, like you said, it was posted on uh, Facebook and made national news. And uh, not the first time I've heard of uh, people walking out of a GameStop. Definitely not. They, there was even, uh, I can't remember who she was, but there was uh, somebody that was a manager at a GameStop that had a TikTok uh, of her saying, like, yeah, this is my last day. Yeah. And, and and going over everything that's going on. I know when they started doing games digitally, this this came up as a conversation, but I think we might be in, like, the death throes of GameStop as a store
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we say that, and then there's like three within the radius of our house, probably more. But at the same time, I feel like every time I've ever walked into a uh, GameStop, it's absolutely dead in there. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody is buying stuff. And they massively price their used games to the point of it's easier to go to somewhere like Disc Replay. Sure. Locally in Michigan, we have these places called Disc Replay that are probably a little bit priced better, I feel like. And we tend to frequent there more than GameStop at this point. Plus, um, they have more than just games. They've got the movies, they've got... You
0: know. Get, they have a lot of toys at GameStop now. Yep. Is, whenever I, I'm looking at my Transformers groups for like where, when the new toys drop and where you can find them, it's always wild to me, even in Michigan, but in places that are like an hour away where like people have GameStops where they pick up Transformers. I'm like, I can't imagine walking yeah. into one of my local GameStops and seeing Transformers in there.
1: No, normally it's like, you know, Minecraft keychains and pop vinyls and stuff like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, some some like plushies and t-shirts and, and whatnot. But
1: Yeah, it, it, it's turning into a hot topic, kind of. video games. It's, kind of, it's yeah. really weird and I don't think it's... Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw the death of borders before anything is possible.
0: Yeah. And and uh, you brought up Hot Topic. We were just at the mall last weekend and went into Hot Topic and like they weren't even playing music in there nope. at the moment. I don't know if they were just between picks on the CD player or what yeah. but it was real weird to be walking around Hot Topic with no music
1: playing. It was it was pretty dead in there too. And it looking was. at uh you know even just that mall in general is pretty dead, but looking at you know what they offer at those places too. It's like now they have a whole section of like pop culture and anime tees. The Music shirts are all the way in the back.
0: Yeah. Which used like, to be why you went to GameStop. Or, or I'm sorry, hot, to, topic, hot
1: Topic. Yeah. You would always get graphic tees there. But now, with places that are licensing, like Target, for example, you can get pretty much any different Nirvana shirt you want. There's Ice Cube shirts, right. there's, you know, some anime, some video games and stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people online shop now too, which is a big
0: That part was the of thing it. we hadn't mentioned is the fact that like you can also online shop and get it kind of delivered to your door. I also saw plenty of people that were complaining because their GameStop didn't get enough copies of Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, even yeah. though they pre ordered, so like they couldn't have it on day one, which is like kind of a champagne problem they have, like, Oh, I can't have my game the day it drops. Like
1: Yeah, but I'd be pissed about that, you know? Like that was why I got the digital copy of Tony Hawk remaster. Yeah. Because when it was going to come out, I'm like, I'm not going to do go try to fight people, even though I pre-ordered a thing. Sure, you know, I'm just going to get it, have it just download to the thing. Yeah, and I'm good. Um, but it's just it doesn't it's it's not a good business model anymore.
0: No, and it's about to get worse too because GameStop just announced that they're uh. They're upping the price of their Pro Rewards
1: oh. from
0: fifteen dollars a year to twenty five dollars a year.
1: Yikes! Is that that thing where you get your card? Yeah,
0: where like I get like five bucks, uh, five dollar like coupon. <laughs> I usually get um, stuff, but it says uh, rolling out June twenty seventh. Existing memberships will be phased out as they come up for renewal. So like for the rest of the year, it will work um, until you have to renew your membership. But they say they're adding additional benefits. But they're also making it so uh, you can't use your $5 coupon on uh, points cards anymore. Which
1: So uh, you're probably not renewing that. Yeah, which means why,
0: why, would <laughs> I pay, point. Yeah, why would I pay $25 when I can't just like get some Nintendo points every month and just keep stacking them away until something on the eShop goes on sale? Because that's what I do.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of things getting screwed up... We're going to talk about Disney Plus real quick.
0: I was going to talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to mention that because I know you're very upset. So
1: uh, they are going to be pulling things off of the Disney Plus Network, which what was the point of having a Disney Plus Network if you're going to start yanking things off of it? Right. But the frustrating part of that is that they're yanking off things that they just created. Willow, which is uh, what is that? Um, That's Lucasfilm, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep, uh, with Warwick Davis, they had the original film 35 years ago, and for the anniversary, they announced they're going to be taking the first season off of Disney Plus. I'm sorry, Disney Plus, fuck you! Like Gosh. I'm, I am pissed, and I'm not the only one. Yeah. So I, I scroll through Twitter and I see constant people posting about like you know save Willow, a hashtag that's going viral right now because they're trying to pull this thing off, and it's it is a strong show it's very fun in its own way it's like very it. much in that vein of willow but it's got comedic timing it's got a lot of fun stuff but it's also got very strong lgbtq and pan sexual cast because mm-hmm. i'm I'm counting borman as pan yeah he, he wants to make out with everybody and everything but um there is a strong uh female to female couple in that and Uh, the actress that I don't know her name, she's the one with the red hair that was in uh, Winter Soldier and was also in the Star Wars movies, is openly queer. And they were talking about that within the making of it, and she's like, I'm glad I get to portray a queer queer character on Disney+. Plus. Like, this is important, you know, and that is something that I feel like they're really screwing up, but, you know, given everything that's going on, fighting with, you know, the transphobic natures of the world... And now we've got you know Pride Month coming up. It's just kind of a kick in the teeth that you would pull something off like that. So that's my soapbox for today. A, I don't think that you should have a streaming service and then start yanking things off the streaming service. You know, you're a multi-billion-dollar company, and this is your cost-cutting measure. That's garbage. Do better. (laughs) And B, it's literally going to be Pride Month, and you did this. Not cool. Talking yeah. to all the execs. I'm looking right in the camera.
0: We know that you all listen and watch the. Watch yeah. The
1: well, yeah. You know, all you know, <laughs> all three people watching us live. On, I'm gonna yell about it anyway. We're on the
0: giant flat screen at the Disney Plus headquarters right now, and they're like, "Hmm, maybe we fucked up."
1: Isn't that what white people with podcasts are supposed to do? Is act is, like uh, it's just everybody's
0: listening. The world is listening. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Um. Yeah. And speaking of streaming services, Netflix is uh is going to be started cracking down. We we talked about that um on the on the old show that we used to do. But they're they're this summer going to start cracking down on people sharing passwords. And they're saying that uh the way to they're going to start charging eight bucks per account that you want to share with um with somebody else. Or they're like you've got two options. You can get your own uh, account, or you can pay eight dollars. To Is share there it.
1: really anything we need to watch on Netflix, though?
0: What did we just finish? Oh, we finished Community. Yeah. So <laughs> we
1: finished off. Community and we haven't, like, other than when Stranger Things comes back, I'm going to have to log back in.
0: But- Academy. Yeah, you know those
1: are the only two things I really care about.
0: Yeah, there'll be I'm sure there'll be Netflix. a handful of things. It'll be like, well, let's get Netflix for the weekend,
1: right? You know, <laughs> it, it's I don't know. They're they're trying to crack down on so much of this stuff, and it's the same with like you know a, like a, the Adobe Creative Cloud and sure. stuff. You can only have so many authorized users logged in and things like that. So it's just it's a subscription world now and.
0: I get it. I understand, especially with the writers' strike currently going on. That like the writers want streaming rights. The uh, corporations don't want to give up the money they're making on streaming rights. Plus the fact that like streaming rights, for a long time, were a losing proposition. Mm-hmm. Up until they weren't anymore. Yep. Uh, but you know, at the same time, like eventually, uh, I don't know. Eventually, everything's going to be digital.
1: Well, and that's the concern too, because it's like when you when I flip back and the be yelling about Disney Plus, it's like. If you don't make physical copies of this stuff for us to buy and then you decide to pull it off of streaming services, what do you do now? You know, you see how much like I'm a rewatcher. I'm a chronic rewatcher and I will put on Stranger Things or Daredevil or Hannibal and I will just have it running in the background while I'm editing photos and stuff like that. Right. So for me... Having it sounds like this is a champagne problem. Like I have to get up and go get a disc and sit in front of a TV to just watch what I want to watch. Right. If I want to watch something like that. But if you're not putting things like Willow out on DVD, sometimes you can get Stranger Things stuff like. Physical copies are not around, so then they're just gonna screw you.
0: 2024 the return of the Pirate Bay,
1: exactly. (laughs) I I, trust me, was as you were talking, I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, do I do I pull out an old PC and start torrenting things again? Right? No, because you know, it's it's frustrating that you can't get this stuff, and how are you gonna watch it otherwise? So it's like, make up your mind, do you want to be all digital or do you want to be all physical?
0: You have a dedicated PC in the home that is rife with viruses so that you can pirate stuff and then put that stuff on a hard drive that you can put into a PC, a laptop that you care about.
1: Yeah, well, it's a bitch to pirate anything on a Mac too. So (laughs) once again, that's where my Mac fails.
0: (laughs) Um, Just a couple more things I wanted to hit gaming wise. Uh, Miles Morales is back in Fortnite because the Spider-Verse movie is a couple of weeks away. They've uh, got a skin of the new Miles Morales suit and Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099 and the web shooters are back. Nice. So that's going to be fun to play with. I'm going to have to look into that. And the uh, AEW finally announced that Fight Forever is coming June 29th. I kind of like like when a band says, hey, we've got a new album and it's on streaming right now kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what this feels like. Instead of like, like we have been waiting years for this game, but instead of this, them giving us constant updates on where they are in the game, just being like, hey, it's done. You get it in about three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. That's kind of nice. It's
1: a pretty good, exciting uh, thing coming out of that. Yeah. And then I got a couple more myself. Okay. Um. So during Zed's EDC performance in Vegas somebody gave birth now Zed is like high energy electronic music and obviously
0: I only know him from the electric mayhem episode
1: yes he 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 was was in the electric mayhem episode recently (laughs) um yeah somebody gave birth during his set and he posted on Twitter I heard someone gave birth at the stage during my show can someone please help me find this person I'd like to reach out and somebody responded and said it was me and shared a picture of the baby with the father and mother and uh, so you name that kid Zed now, right?
0: That kid came out of the womb with hearing loss. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. a yeah, whole oh.
0: freaking show. Yeah. You know, considering kinda,
1: movements this weekend, I'm like, this is very topical
0: right I think right kind of have to.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like at that point, I mean, that's a cool name for, I, I think it's a boy. So I'm like, that's a cool name for a little boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when he gets older and sees Pulp Fiction, he'll be like, oh yeah, Zed. <laughs>
1: And and then one little last thing was that um, the Foo Fighters announced this past week that they have put a new drummer in, mm-hmm. and this is not to replace Taylor, right. but you know you have to say that, but it is Josh Freeze who yep. has been in Devo, in The Vandals, uh, Guns N' Roses, Perfect Circle, Nine Inch Nails, Sublime with Rome, and The Offspring as a touring drummer.
0: Yep. So He's a name that I've seen on albums a bunch of times. Like yeah. when I saw the name, I was like, I know that name. It's like a session
1: musician. Yeah, look
0: at, looking him up on Wikipedia is like, oh yeah, he's been on a bunch of records I've heard. Yep. So, new drummer, Um, like I
1: said, a couple weeks ago they are headlining Riot Fest and they are dropping tour dates,
0: I think, too. I think my question so. is, is he on the album or did Dave play the, the tracks in the album? I would
1: assume that Dave probably played the tracks on the album and then Josh had to learn them. I I would bet more than anything that Dave probably felt that was the right way to go.
2: I guess we'll find out.
1: We'll find out when we hear it. I mean, as far as the way that the first two songs have sounded, they sound very classic Foo Fighters. That more leads me to believe that Dave did the drumming.
0: Yeah, they sound uh, like Dave slash Taylor's kind of style. Exactly. Of drumming all right well we're gonna get to our interview in just a moment here it's uh our buddy jeff lusk we're gonna talk about his love of professional wrestling when we come back with the really big fan podcast Welcome yeah. back to the Really Big Fan Podcast. This week, we've got a close friend of mine that I met through the comic book store, which is ironic because he uh, just spent a little time at the Comic Con this past weekend. His name is Jeff Lusk, and he is here on the Really Big Fan Pod. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you on uh, this podcast. I know you had Amy on your podcast. Mm-hmm. I did. Yep. I mm-hmm. don't think you ever had me on your podcast.
2: No, actually, Amy was the last amy was the last guest that she sent she put shark cast into a shark swan and that wasn't her it was that bastard covid <laughs> yeah,
0: um, i'm not i'm not too angry about it because i don't think i had you on my previous podcast anyway so we're even i i suppose yeah, um, nope nope
2: nope uh you had me i was on uh, the one fall show oh that's right you there you one,
0: go so yeah
1: all right and speaking of wrestling one of the things that you like talking about is wrestling. So what is one of like the first memories you have of like seeing wrestling?
2: Oh, man, this is great. I went down the street. I was uh I was a kid. I was a young kid. And um the neighbor kids had rented um Chuck, you may help me. Um what was the SummerSlam that was um Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart in the I Quit match? that
0: is wrestlemania uh that was wrestlemania that wasn't Summerslam. yeah that was uh, wrestlemania 13 i think okay so i watched that and
2: um my family my parents were and all my uncles on my mom's side and my dad and all my dad's buddies were really big boxing fans okay so i had never watched pro wrestling up until then and they had rented the cassette and we we popped it on and yada 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 and we and i'm like oh it's it's like boxing you know they wear different you know they wear underwear whatever right um so that's how i kind of like felt it was because i used to watch the boxing matches with my family and um like i'm getting it you know like okay it's wrestling and then that son of a bitch bret hart <laughs> <laughs> Hit Stone Cold Steve Austin, square in the forehead with that damn bell. I can't remember if that's what busted him open. But I remember watching Steve Austin being put in the sharpshooter and the blood yeah. running down his face. And I remember thinking as a young boy, I don't know if my parents would want me watching this. <laughs> and um Whatever. But the first night I ever watched Monday Night Raw, because my parents were really into boxing, was the night that Mike Tyson debuted on Monday Night Raw. Right. I watched the whole damn show. And um, the New Age Outlaws damn near murdered um, uh, Mick Foley and Terry Funk. Yep. Um, They put him in the dumpster and chucked it off the stage. Mm -hmm. That was the first Monday Night Raw I ever watched. And I watched it live and i said to myself i only want to watch it for mike tyson but i tuned in every night for years on end yep um and oh, man i
0: watched it all through the attitude era i guess you could say that is a awesome. wild time to get into it as a child yeah <laughs> Jeff and yeah, I around remember, the same like, age I, here. I, just, <laughs> like the attitude era had so much. Like Sable had her titties out every single Monday. And just like, I a, as an adult now, if that was what my 11 year old wanted to watch, I'd be like, uh, ah, that's a little too adult for you. <laughs> Dude, if you really think about it,
2: like it's so millennial era. Amy, I think you can agree. Stone Cold beat up his boss on a daily basis. He told everyone this and, like, guys were like, suck it, suck my dick. Um, It was wild and there was, like, I remember I was watching Monday Night Raw because this is, you know, before the days of SmackDown. A kid at school told me, like, you know what else is pretty cool is WCW and I was like, go on. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, it's on uh, TNT, TBS. I don't, I don't remember. And he's like, but what's cool is WCW starts at eight. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And um, man, what a joy, what a joy. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I watched all the way up. Um, I watched it through middle school. I remember the invasion angle and I remember being a kid in middle school and being like, this is it. This is the be-all end-all. Right. WCW versus WWF. N- yeah. Like, this is it. I remember um, I was watching Monday Night Raw, I believe, and my buddy called me on the, he didn't call me, he called my parents' house phone. And he was like, you'll never believe who's on Nitro right now. I was like, who? Shane McMahon.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: So I'm like, what is happening? Um I watched all the way, I guess you could say the ruthless aggression era. That's where I stopped. Yeah. I just took a break. I did all high school. And I came back and um My best friend and I were playing No Mercy on N64. Yep. And I was like, man, it'd be cool to check out a new wrestling game. So we went and we went to the video store to the millennials. I don't know. Did Gen Z had video stores?
1: I don't know. I don't. I feel like maybe the early Gen Zers might. Right. like Like the 96ers in stuff like that. Cause I feel like I, I always base things on the one person that I know was born in 1996, my buddy, John, and he didn't know what uh Will Smith's Miami was when mm-hmm. I talked to him. And then I went, wait a minute, you were born the year that song came out and then I played it for him. And he was like, Oh, I remember
2: hearing this though. Right. And so like, it's well, hard in- to know what they know and what they don't know. <laughs> in his defense, Amy, I don't, I, I don't think I would consider a um, Miami a hood classic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not a hood classic it's still somewhat a classic but it, it's when will smith actually put out good music
0: well oh, i've uh, millennium i <laughs> have Millennium. think about it this way the family videos all turned into dollar generals about what like five years ago that was yes. depressing so video stores existed
1: yeah yeah they definitely did it so, just they didn't really go to them as much. I mean, right. Blockbuster died before Family Video. Right. With Isn't that crazy? That one Blockbuster that was open for so long that finally closed. But anyway, so,
2: continue. <laughs> playing these new wrestling games, I'm seeing like these new cats I'm not really all too familiar with, but I see some familiar faces like Tick was still in it. Kane was still in it. Um, Book was still in it edge was still in it so i'm like you know what i'm gonna try i'm gonna give rest another chance so i turn it on and um at the time when i go back to wrestling it's um it's like pre-2010 edge is like uh edge is the top guy and it didn't sit well with me whatsoever
0: I'm like, <laughs> edge? you're like he's a tag team guy what's he doing
2: exactly where the fuck is christian I come to find out Christians in this other company called TNA, and their ring has six sides, so nothing matters. Nothing makes sense. Um. <laughs> so um, Edge is consistently fighting this fella named John Cena, who is like this wannabe gangster guy, and I'm not feeling that either. And I'm like, man, this 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 really went to shit. <laughs>
1: What were your feelings on the spinner belt? Oh,
2: I hated it. I still hate it to this day.
0: <laughs> but as soon as I as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is gonna sell toys. You know what else I hated? I hated the smoking skull belt. Oh yeah. As a kid? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Cause it like wasn't sweet to me. Like if I were to wrestle Stone Cold or John Cena and I get their stupid belt. Right. Like, I want the belt.
0: I do like now how they've got like the little side panels, the little round side panels, and they'll put somebody's like logo logo on the side panel. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because I always thought that when they had the Bray Wyatt belt, it's like whoever wins the Bray Wyatt (laughs) belt, they have to carry around Bray Wyatt's. Face oh, the
2: ugliest the of belts team. I've ever seen.
1: And <laughs> like, that's one of the most atrocious ones I've seen. And then the one that just doesn't sit well with me, like, well, there's two ones. Like, the one that doesn't sit well with me is, I don't like the US title now. Yeah. Because it's just way too, like,
0: it's mm-hmm. patriotic. It's and so blinged out. It's so
1: ridiculous. But, like, I think one of the stupidest belts I've ever seen is the Daniel Bryan Wood Belt, yeah. <laughs> not so much. like it looks aesthetically it looks interesting but i'm just like this is so ridiculous that he's like i'm gonna have a wood belt because i'm a vegan Is the planet's <laughs> champion
2: what can get oh, me heat good times
1: yeah
2: but um, yeah john cena so yeah um i i i was of one that despised the doctor of thugonomics i could not stand him and now it's funny because I miss him dearly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's weird? so weird. Because huh? I, it's funny. I I went through the same thing. It's there. There are definite parallels, though the timing is different between between how you have approached wrestling and I've approached wrestling. And I think most wrestling fans go through a, a like really into it and then not so into it, and then you drop out for a couple years, and you come back to it, and it's different, and it feels new again. And I think that cycle continues over and over again. Like, I know right now, uh, I barely keep up with the weekly shows. I keep up mostly through social media, but, you know, I'll check out a pay-per-view here or there kind of thing. And I know, like, there's going to be another renaissance for me of, like, oh, my God, I'm super into this, and I know every single character.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and, And I love it. But yeah, um, it's it's really funny how I was the same way when he started doing the Doctor Thugonomics like, okay, you finally found your character. I just hate your character. And well, he was We just went so, to we went to high school with that guy and we didn't like him. Right? <laughs> and I was like, this is good shit. This is good heel shit. Like, yeah, I'm going to of course I'm going to hate this guy. But then he was so good at rapping that it just turned into like, all right, I got to give him some respect. Like if even if he's memorizing these words like that, that was what, impressive. What took the turn for me on
2: Mister Cena was—I'm going to be honest, man—and I'll—I'll come over, to you guys. House. I'll watch wrestling with you guys, and—and and I'll say these are boring matches that Cena had. Yeah. Once he won that coveted U.S. title that Amy was just speaking about, and he did the U.S. title open challenge, and he listened. I'm having boring matches. And he switched it up and it was yep. every week. Who's John wrestling? And I was like, I'm tuning in for this. And I'm like, holy shit, John Cena, that son of a bitch. He fucking He face turned me on him.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And it's funny because like you guys you guys were watching during that time for a period of time and everything. So my, my dip out, I didn't, I wasn't like where you said your parents probably wouldn't want you watching that. I mm-hmm. knew my mom didn't want me watching that. I would sneak watch wrestling at my friend's house occasionally. And so it was like, my attraction was like Stone Cold and The Rock and Undertaker. Those were my guys. And like, I didn't get to see enough of it on a consistent basis to know everything. But like, when I went to school, kids were doing the suck it. Kids yep. were, you know, whatever. Like, and then you get to the John Little Cena kids. side and then like with John Cena I didn't have any frame of reference until I saw Hustle Loyalty Respect John Cena so I'm seeing mm. all these things of him and I'm like oh he's a pop culture icon and all these different things and then I go back because I, I see the um they did a section called Ruthless Aggression and did like a documentary series on mm-hmm. the aggression angle I see the Doctor of Thugonomics for the first time and I'm like John Cena was so much cooler back then. And oh I had the complete opposite <laughs> reaction. I'm like, no, hustle to loyalty, respect John Cena is lame. I love <laughs> rapping ruthless aggression, asshole John Cena so much. It's so
2: it's funny. It's so funny because at the con today, um, there was a short box of old wrestling magazines. And... um there was an old one of Ruthless Aggression John Cena, and he's like in the Jorts. It's a WWE magazine. He's in the Jorts. He's in the high tops, shirt off, and he's got like two big ass Rottweilers on a like chain leash. I
0: remember, and that. Like, I remember that cover.
2: Oh my God. And like me and like um, the wife,
0: like kind of like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 I wish I would have bought it.
0: So where are you with like professional wrestling now is obviously very different from the glory days that we're talking about. We, we've got uh, a couple of different companies. Now we've got major mm-hmm. competition with AEW and oh. WWE, AEW just announced they're going to have a Saturday show. We've mm-hmm. CM punk has had his return and then uh, has fallen from grace with a lot of the fans. Where do you stand on where wrestling is today? Listen, man, I think, uh, you know,
2: when you say, uh, well, you know, it was so good because I was a kid. I'm a 35-fucking-year-old man, and this shit's so goddamn good.
1: Okay? <laughs> it's a good time um, to be a wrestling fan.
2: Yeah. Um, and, in fact, uh, it was not last week, the week before. I was in attendance at Little Caesars Arena for AEW Dynamite. It was a hell of a show. Um, rowdiest crowd I've ever been to. Um the the, I don't know if you guys seen it, but Christian came out and he cut a he cut a promo, and like I said, we were in attendance. I don't know what Christian said because all of LCA was just chanting
0: "Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up." Yeah, they they chanted him down. Oh wow! He cuts the promo. He ends the promo
2: with this, and you know what, Detroit, you can kiss my ass, and slammed the mic down. When Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega, exact same effect.
0: Yeah. Fuck you,
2: Callis. Fuck you, Callis. It was incredible. I think what's going on with wrestling right now is so fucking good. And um, the one thing, and I know that everybody says it, but it needs to be addressed with all the neckbeards, and I highly doubt any neckbeards are watching your guys' show. <laughs> I just don't see it because you guys don't put out neckbeard content. Right. Like, can we, can we end, like, the tribalism? Like, at the end of the day, it's all the same fucking song. Yeah. So just sing along. You mean you mean between
0: AEW and WWE fans? 100%. 100%. Dude, it's a fence office. Dude, come on. <laughs> it, it, it's the difference right. between Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Like, we're both drinking... Soda, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's silly. No way, man. Marvel comics are way better than that crap at DC. I would yeah, be yeah. shot dead. Like, <laughs> oh, man. That, that superhero comic is... That's just the one you like, man. So relax and chill out and stop fucking... I wonder, once again, I wonder if that's
0: some weird cultural thing. Like, we're just predestined to have, like, one or the other mentality when it comes to everything because of our the way our political system kind of works kind of, like, no matter what understand. you're doing it's it's like you're either like the beatles or you are like the rolling stones you like marvel or dc kind of thing
2: yeah i could and see then that, you get that, that
0: one way. asshole and he's like i don't like none of it
2: yeah
1: <laughs> when you have like this list it, in my brain it's like you have people that talk about like oh you know marvel movies are so much better than dc movies and sometimes they're supporting they're but, um, like, you know, you have that argument, you have the DC or Marvel argument, and then you've got, you know, this AWWWE WWE, uh, argument, and then there's just Star Wars fans hating Star Wars, and that is the lowest <laughs> below that I
0: feel like you can go. I mean, it, 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 used, it used to be Star Wars versus Star Trek.
1: It did, and now it's just Star Wars fans from the, the old Wars, guard hates the new
0: yeah, stuff. Yeah, Star Wars fans just started cannibalizing themselves.
1: So I feel like there's a way that, like, it's it's not as bad between the two, but you do run into that a lot, at least. Like, I'm a, I, unfortunately still a very heavy Twitter user, and it's like you... Same you're the Same comments dude. actually just... all the
2: things that you post on twitter amy i always want to like because i agree with but i'm like she's gonna think i'm a total fucking weirdo but like
1: <laughs> no, you're <fine. laughs> but that's what i see is like you go in the comments and somebody's arguing or whatever and like i've met chris jericho a couple times and he's always nice to me when i talk to him but like i'm getting really sick of his twitter presence lately sure. and he's just constantly bitching about stuff And one of the things that he put was, like, he retweeted a a thing about WWE, like, best debuts in WWE of all time, and he's like, hold my beer. And I'm like, do you need to do that if AEW is so successful? Do you need to constantly try to grind that stone of, like, oh, we're, you know, oh, you're not going to acknowledge me, you know? But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're breeding different stars. There's different people. And there's so much crossover fan base between all of that. Mm -hmm. And in, like, saying even, like, Christian being one of those things. Christian was a WWE guy. Jericho was a WWE guy. There's so many people that came from that. And now they're educating. And then you have these kind of outliers that are watching things, too. Like, I saw a tweet... This morning of Dutch Mantel watching a bump that Jungle Boy Jack Perry just took. And he goes, You know, if anybody knows Jungle Boy Jack Perry, tell him good bump. But if you keep doing this stuff In 30 years, you're not going to be able to walk. You need to learn how to guard your Mm -hmm. body and be careful. And people started talking about in the comments, like, you know, you've got MJF who barely, you know, wrestles and he's going to create this longevity for himself. Right. And then you have somebody like Jungle Boy who's, you know, doing lucha moves and all this other stuff. And you see how damaging that could be. And then mm-hmm. you get the the what as you call the neck beards in the comments going, yeah, well AEW is just amateur hour anyway and yada, yada. And I'm like, respect these people that are putting their fucking bodies on the line. I don't mean you, to sound you, like you. what's his name? Um uh Jim Cornette. But like right. that is like one of the most prominent things I hear in my head of Jim Cornette going like, you know, this isn't fake they're putting their bodies on the line scripted yes but this is not fake and i take very big offense to that and i'm i'm in Mm -hmm. that camp i never thought i'd agree with jim Cornette on things but i do in that sense it always
0: feels wrong when you agree with jim Cornette, but at the same time like he makes good points yeah you know what i don't want to get too political on your show uh
2: it's just wrestling it's not like uh you know I, I ran into you, Chuck, the other day, and you were like, "You know what? Trump said something." I'd have been like, "Damn, Trump! Damn, Chuck!" <laughs> all
0: right, <laughs> Chuck, just the same you. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when you know to send help is when those words come out of my mouth.
2: <laughs>
0: so, God, man, dude, and actually, to um, strengthen
2: everything, what you guys are saying is tomorrow night at seven o'clock, I will be at Harpo's in beautiful Detroit, Michigan to watch Game Changer Wrestling the way I am and um, it's an absolute fucking blast and for any of your listeners that are into wrestling, go check out Game Changer Wrestling, go check out GCW Um, Go check check out indie shows
0: yeah, this 100%. is where he runs some stuff, too. Yeah, I can't, I can't stress. I think some of the most fun I've had watching professional wrestling is going, paying 5 or $10 to go to an indie show and sit two or three rows away from the, the ring and watch people learn their craft. Have you ever been to a Ring of Honor show? Yes. So much fun. Yeah.
1: Was that one that we went to? It was. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I was like, I think I've been to, see, to one. We got
0: to see the Viking Raiders before they were the Viking Raiders. Yeah. We got to see Keith fucking Lee. Yep. We got to see Lux nice. and uh, Cody.
1: And Stephen Amell.
0: And Stephen Amell. <laughs> Um, The
2: Ring of Honor show that I went to. um, AEW superstar, I guess you could say. Roosh. I first yeah. seen Roosh at... um. Ring of Honor. And, you know, I'm a dumb white boy from fucking Southeast Michigan. um, And so his name pops up on the screen and the crowd loses it. And I'm like, it's Rush. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, Roosh, Roosh, Roosh. And I'm like, confused as fuck. And I was like, guys, it's Rush. It's not <laughs> Roosh. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I seen, um, last time I went to Harpo's, beautiful Harpo's in beautiful Detroit, Michigan, I saw um, the uh, indie god, Matt Cardona, wrestle hometown hero, Rhino, and it was absolutely, it was fucking amazing, man.
0: So, before we wrap up, if someone was, you know, as young as you guys were when we, well, even as young as I was when you first got into wrestling and they were going to watch the show next week, who would be the guys you say, you got to watch that guy? Not enough time. Um, <laughs> yeah, are you, um, you, you, you got to pick like only three on either roster. Kane. Um, can I count the new age outlaws as one? No, no, no. What I'm we're saying about like new guys. Yeah, what I'm saying is if a, a child that is the age that we were at when we got into wrestling wanted to get into wrestling next week and oh, watch next television week. shows, who would you tell them you gotta you gotta watch this guy? Oh, easy. Kenny Omega, top of my list. Um Rhea Ripley.
2: Yeah. Um uh the Bucks, and I'm taking a, I'm taking liberties with this. Bianca Belair, she's a fucking star. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, Bianca Belair is killer, and I'm obsessed with Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I'm, I sit there and you know, go, that is how I know I'm not completely straight. Yeah. There's <laughs> Rhea Ripley, and I'm like, you're big and gorgeous step on me. <laughs>
2: uh- <laughs> oh, and also Dr. Brett Baker. Yeah, mm-hmm, I took four. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: No, that's good. Yeah, I can um, definitely see those.
0: See, I would, uh, I would tell, I would tell, I I don't know that a, a young me would have got it, but I think, I hate to say it, but I think what Cody Rhodes is doing in WWE is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I that. The too. whole bloodline is great. Oh god, I god. think god. everybody in the bloodline is fantastic. The um,
1: Usos are like one of my favorite tag teams of all time. It's yeah. ridiculous. The, dreams, just, the like, dream, the dream
0: match, so guys. My dream
2: match. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe we're gonna see it. Is it's gonna be the Bucks versus the Usos? For what company? What stadium? I don't fucking know. It's going yeah. to happen, and I it's going know. to be incredible.
1: That would be insane. I even and, I, every time that we've seen the, the Usos have to fight the New Day, yeah, it's always been incredible. Great just but it's just their athleticism and their comedic timing and everything else and they're really showing their you know their grit in this bloodline angle because they feel like they're putting so much acting and emotion into it and it's weaving in so much story and I'm just going like this is one of the best angles in wrestling I feel like I've ever seen. yeah. And, and that's um, because I haven't watched a ton, like from the old days and everything else. No, I, else. I think it stands it, up. It, it stands very well, and it seems like because it's like it did. It's always that long-term storytelling argument, but like that is the first time I feel like I've watched a WWE thing, and it be long-term storytelling. Like right. this has been going on for a while. There's so many different intricacies, everything with Sami Zayn, everything with Kevin Owens, who like. Kevin Owens is someone that I'm just like, you know, he doesn't always come up first in the conversation, but he's the consistent in the conversation. The man that big should not be able to do what he does. And he's he's killer that way. He's killer on the mic. And I'm just like, holy
2: crap. He's hilarious. amazing. Do you remember when they were in Montreal and he he was a heel and he refused to speak in English on the mic? And he only
0: spoke in French. Yep. Yep. That, that is, is fucking Yeah, he's 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 extremely clever.
1: I always say that there's like you know I have this and and hopefully he's okay. But uh, as the years have gone on since like 2016 to now, I've found a new respect for Randy Orton. And it oh come on, to this
2: be- day. But like
1: I'm also like. I like Randy Orton, but I don't like telling people I like Randy Orton because then they're like, what is wrong with you? But I'm like, no, he's the athleticism and just the the drive in him and everything else. And even watching the evil documentaries and stuff like that, learning new things about him, having a newfound respect for the Miz, even though I don't care for his wrestling style, like certain things. Good,
2: He's got a place and guys like Randy, not to cut you off, Amy, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good guys like Randy, guys like the Miz, when they're gone, like I was just saying telling you guys, I miss John. Yeah. He had a place. Those guys have a place and they will be missed.
1: Yeah. I really hope Randy is okay.
0: Yeah. I hope I do too. That's yeah. that's the other part of the 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 conversation too is that you're dealing with a finite timeline with a lot of these guys cuz they're athletes and mm-hmm. you know you're, the body breaks down and you can't do what you did. Uh we were just talking about you going to Comic Con and going like, man, I can't I can't walk around all day like I used to. Mm-hmm. Like so I hope I hope we get Usos and, and the Bucks. I hope it, it happens before we don't have one or all of them. Yeah. Jeff, it's been amazing to talk to you tonight. Um we will absolutely have you back on the uh back on Please. the podcast here. Is there anything you want to uh leave us on as far as professional wrestling goes?
2: Um, be kind to each other. Um don't make any more
0: people and don't take any more people. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's good. Totally good. I like that. Don't make <laughs> any more people and don't take any more people. Jeff, thanks so much for your time.
2: Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. Love you guys. Thank you so much to Jeff Lusk for being on the Really Big Fan Podcast and talking to us about professional wrestling. Not the last time professional wrestling will come up.
1: Oh, yeah. We have too many friends that love wrestling, so. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. But there is something that we have forgotten to do the last couple of weeks, and that is the segment that comes after the interview where we figure out what have we learned.
1: And I don't know why we're doing this because I... Uh, I talked to you about so much wrestling and now I feel like he's going to pull a sick game on me.
0: Well, it's a game, but it's uh, I think I think we're going to have a good time and you could you can play along at home or in the chat if you want to as well. So I've compiled a list of names, 10 names from uh, professional wrestling. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you one of the names and then I need you to tell me a title belt that they held at some point in their career. Oh, fuck. Okay. No, nah, it's 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 easier than you think.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember all the names of the titles.
0: If I were to say John Cena. Spinner belt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, the, no, that's not the name of the title. Like, like, and I'm only counting AEW and WWE, so like the intercontinental. No AEW titles at all. So like the intercontinental title, the U.S. title, tag team titles, heavyweight championship title. Yeah. That's basically your hardcore title, European title, you know, whatever whatever you oh, want to throw out. Know, this is gonna be so bad. All right. So I'll I'll give you an easy one to begin with. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Heavyweight title? Absolutely. <laughs> he had the heavyweight I, Like title. I just know he
1: had a title. I don't know what
0: fucking title they had. <laughs> <laughs> See you're one for one. It's not that bad. Uh second, I got Bret Hart. Heavyweight title. You are correct. Okay. He was the heavyweight champ. You just get a guess heavyweight title for everybody.
1: <laughs> uh, no, because there are certain people like fucking Austin Theory. I wouldn't pick for that. Right. Exactly.
0: So. All right. Our third name is John Bradshaw Layfield. He had to be a U.S. champ at some point, right? He was. Okay. He was. He was, he was also a heavyweight champ. But US I champ-
1: didn't say it because you made me <laughs> self-conscious about saying it.
0: <laughs> All right. This one might be a little bit harder. The original oos, Rikishi.
1: Intercontinental?
0: He did have the Intercontinental title at one point. Okay. You know, here's a here's an actually here here's a cheat for you. I figured he had a tag team belt at Rumpire too, right? I was gonna say, like, guessing tag team is pretty legit too, because lots of people end up like if you don't make it to the heavyweight title, you yeah. will inevitably get like a tag team title.
1: Right, right. Sort.
0: All right, uh your boy signed your Cheetos bank, McFoley hardcore type he was a hardcore (laughs) championship you haven't got a single one wrong see you were so worried
1: yeah well this feels very like oh you're wearing a wrestling shirt named three wrestlers that wrestled (laughs) for that company (laughs) and that's why i'm like uh great i'm gonna fuck this up and somebody's gonna totally chat my ass about it no it's not gonna happen
0: (laughs) not at all how about uh how about um somebody you'd love to smoke down with rob van Dam?
1: oh i forgot
0: Just throw a guess out there. Intercontinental Championship. He was an Intercontinental Title okay, holder. There absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and while we're going with people who like to smoke down, with this one's a little more difficult. The Godfather.
1: He had to have a tag championship. At
0: he the did. Time. He had the tag team titles twice. Yeah. You see, you're still, you're still, yeah. not, zero wrong, <laughs> zero wrong. You only got a few more to go. Uh, the Miz. He's pretty much had everything. I feel
1: like. But I know Intercontinental for sure. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And He's had like that in the U.S. title a bunch of times, hasn't he? He
0: has. He is a Grand Slam champion, so okay. he has held every title. He's had
1: an NXT title too.
0: No, oh. no, he has, but that just means every title that you've been available for. He was never an NXT.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: And finally, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts.
1: <laughs> I don't. I know nothing about Jake the Snake Roberts. I didn't even know he ever had a title. Uh, I'm just going to go
0: Intercontinental. Well, he is kind of a trick question because Jake the Snake Roberts never had a single title in his WWE run.
1: I was. My gut was I don't feel like he ever had a title.
0: Right. (laughs) You know more than you think you do. You didn't get a single one. For some
1: reason, I was just like I was sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, I've never seen a photo of him with a title. Right. I've always seen him with the bag. Yep. And so I was like.
0: They never gave him a title because it was like, no, he's got his gimmick and and people are excited no matter what he's doing. I feel bad for that. I do a little bit, too. He tells the story uh, multiple times on different things about how they tried out him versus Hulk Hogan and the crowd cheered for him. Yeah. At like house shows. They're like, no, we can't do that.
1: Yeah. We cannot do that. Well, I mean, I remember him saying before, too, like every time like when he had to like work work with Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that, he was uh, when he fired warrior after he came back through the curtain yeah uh vince just turned to him and was like you get the worst fucking luck yeah. and he's just like because mm, like he was hoping he was gonna make all this money to- and he was supposed the- to be like up
0: for a championship and nope Yep. Yeah. so uh yeah hall gaming in the chat i believe you got just about every one of those correct as well <laughs> except maybe jake roberts i don't know but fun little game we play here when we remember to yeah <laughs> and uh here on a really big fan, and now it's time for our serotonin boost. Would you like to go first?
1: Yeah, um, uh, very very simple. It's techno Christmas this weekend, <laughs> as I uh, call it. Is Movement Weekend? Um, so if you are not into electronic music, don't go near Heart Plaza because you're going to get stuck in a mound of traffic. Right on top of the fact that they already, for some goddamn reason, set up everything for the Grand Prix in the same spot oh lord so when you're out front of movement the bleachers are there and everything already right it's really stupid so yeah uh but skrillex is gonna be performing this year nice so i finally get to fix the first time i shot him and i got really bad pictures because it was like 2015 yeah I'm really excited to reup those and see some of my local homies
0: hitting the ones and twos. I hope uh, I hope you don't get bad pictures of Skrillex again.
1: No, I, I think I'll do like the last time I had a Canon T three and a really not low light lens. So
0: I think if you, you get like bad one. pictures of him a second time, yeah, that's on him. That's not you. <laughs>
1: Well, now I got to get him in his epic beard. He does not look like the same person now. It's really funny.
0: You did just remind me. We mentioned quite a few times during the uh, the interview with Jeff, uh, the, the phrase neck beard. Yes. And I want to say, if any of our listeners, if your beard grows down to your neck, we love you.
1: Yeah. We're talking about the people that are shitty.
0: Yeah. People on the internet that are, that are shitty about things that don't allow people to enjoy things. Yeah. Let we people like, have fun. We like to enjoy things here. Uh, for me, I've got a movie that I was recently reunited with. Um, I used to watch it. I saw it on cable about a billion times, and I don't think they ever made it on Blu-ray, but I finally got the DVD for Innocent Blood, uh, directed by, um, where is it? Music, executive producer, written by Michael Wolk, produced by Lee Rich, directed by John Landis. stars Anthony LaPaglia, Don Rickles, Robert Loggia, and Anne Paralanty. Anne is a uh, vampire that is eating her way through the mafia and bites their boss and um and then doesn't kill him, so he turns into a vampire and then turns all his underlings into vampires. It's a very fun vampire movie by the guy who put together the American Werewolf in London movie.
1: And- I want to talk to the guy who did that score. <laughs> yes, the best, the best score. I got it for oh, you right here. God, are you? Are we gonna get DMC eight if you play that?
0: I don't know. Every time. Every time the boss gets in his limo and drives away, this song plays. And it's so over the top. It's so unnecessary
1: how ridiculous it is. Did
0: not need to happen.
1: And and then we watched this movie. And then the following night, I have to go and photograph... Something on the Detroit Princess, and they were playing lounge music like yep. that, and I'm just standing there shaking my head, going, "All I can think of is that damn thing." <laughs> <movie." laughs> it is, it is funny for sure. I kind of was like watching it, going, "Like this is so ridiculous," but by the end, it was a good time. It's so. fun, yeah.
0: It's fun. It's almost like a Nicolas Cage movie without Nicolas Cage in it.
1: Very much, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then. It happens like three times during the song, too, which is great. This is so ridiculous. <laughs>
1: it's too over the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be it for Really Big Fan Pod.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much.
1: I'm like, I'm cutting, I'm playing you off playing to your own off the music. Stage.
0: Yes, you're... you're <laughs> Getting the hook out. Yes. Pulling me off stage. <laughs> Follow us on social media at really big fan Pod. Follow the show over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash really big This Where you can watch me and acronym stream video games, as well as do this show live on Wednesday afternoons around eleven thirty, as well as a replay at seven o'clock on Wednesdays. The show is on YouTube at uh eight PM. Eight PM on Thursdays. And then uh goes up as an audio podcast with the aforementioned uh end tag. On Friday mornings at uh, three three in the morning, and should now be on Apple Podcasts. I got the email a couple of days ago that
1: yes, we've been trying to
0: work on that. It is it is populated to Apple Podcasts, so if that's your preferred preferred format of choice, then it is there for you. We will check you guys next week for another really big fan pod. Peace. No, I said are you ready? <laughs> Suck it. Can't can't say are you ready without thinking of poor Triple H. I mean, How I to think do that? He's having having to having having- do that for the rest of his life, having <laughs> to ask that twice. I bet his daughters are really sick of it.
1: Yeah, they're he's probably like out there going like yelling for them to get down the stairs to go to school, like, Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready, Dad? Stop!
0: They're like, Dad, can you take us to the to the mall? We want to go to oh, Alta, Alta Beauty, and they're like, well, are you ready? <laughs> they're like, Dad, please don't. It's his dad joke.
1: It's his, yeah, personal, his dad personal dad, dad joke. joke. And he's he's yelling as well as he's doing it. Like, hey, like, Don't make me come up there and spray water on you, <laughs> girls. Get in the car. God, my NXT kids are better than this. Oh no. <laughs> I like, wonder how many times he's used that. I think we have our end tag
2: ranked. Right already. Now.
0: <laughs> already. Why can't you be more like Indy Hart? Well <laughs>